There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hi everybody. Welcome back to the Tuned and Toned. No, Tuned and Strong. I'm like, Strong <laughs> and strong podcast. Strong podcast. I think this is the first time we've introduced the podcast by its proper name. <laughs> I guess we've decided on it at this point, sort of. We, we, we can edit if we need to. <laughs> okay. The thing we're calling right now tuned and strong because I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> yeah, I um, so welcome back. I am uh, Dr. Jen Cavis, and we are here again today with Angela Houston. <laughs> music strong. It's strong. Um, and uh, you had an interesting conversation the other day. <laughs> I did. I did. We'll just dive into this. So the other day I had a, I had a guitarist reach out to me, a, um, a really amazing jazz guitarist up in New York. And um, he had a strange question and wanted to pick my brain about it. And I said, absolutely, let's talk. So we had a video session, and um, this was really interesting. Basically... He's, he's got some really fluid technique when he plays, and that's, those are his words that everything was feeling light and, you know, fluid and uh, smooth and just all real easy to play. He really enjoyed that, but the, he started, he's a skinny guy, and um, he was not happy with the dad bod he was creating um, because he's naturally a skinny guy, and, you know, so um, he started working out and his main thing with working out was push-ups as all of us do because now we're home and that's the thing we can do and um, what he told me is he was using these things called the perfect push-up you know the little round things that have the whatever because he didn't want to be this way this didn't feel good so he was going that way and he said this was really odd had I ever seen this before where after somebody works out their forearms get really tight and it affects their playing or I'm sorry, not your forearms, your hands. He said my hands would start to not cramp up, but really kind of get really tight. And I watched him play for a little bit. And then, you know, after maybe a minute or two, he started like the middle finger kind of came, kind of came out. Now, we're not talking like focal dystonia kind of stuff, just really felt tight. And it only happened after he did push-ups. Mm-hmm. So I brought this to <laughs> Dr. Jen and like, what do you think? This is a new one for me. Let's hear, uh, let's hear your ideas on that. Yeah, so this is, um, this is actually something that I've been working on for, um, for quite a while in, in a couple different aspects. Um, just because of my previous injury, which, you know, if I've got something wrong, I'm going to figure out why it's wrong and dive into that. So <laughs> that's, that's why I've been diving into this. Um, so there's a couple different things that um, I see with situations like this. Um, I had kind of come to this conclusion anyway, just experientially, Um, but there was also another, when I was doing my dissertation, there was another person that I spoke to um, who is a body mapper, Um, and this person, um, this person has has focal dystonia, actually, Um, but 
when this person came to body mapping um, and, and it was like really manifesting in the hands and like, okay, well, I can't control that, can't play. Um, when they came to body mapping, they discovered that uh, it wasn't really their hands that were the problem. Um, it was more an overall bodily tension um, or misuse that was manifesting in the hands. Um, and personally, and, and this person believes this too, that um, the body is really good at working its way down a chain until you can tell what's wrong. Like, there's something wrong, it's going to work its way to the, something that you can feel so that you know that's wrong. Um, so in this case, it was, as instrumentalists, um, we have a lot of sensation in our hands. We're very sensitive to our hands. That's the first place we're going to feel something if we don't have very good connection to the rest of our structure. Um, now those terms misuse and tension, those are very body mapper and Alexander Technique terms. Um, and I, I want to specify that because in physical strength training, we talk about creating tension here and there. Those are not the same things. We're talking about like really harsh gripping and detrimental effects versus... Excess tension. Yes. In their words. Versus, yes, yes, yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about here. Um, so with situations like this, uh, what I have found to be most common, aside from just overall excess tension, when it seems to be exercise-related in particular, because he had a very fluid technique, right, um, before he started working out. So in terms of use at the instrument, that's not the issue. Right. Otherwise, it would have manifested sooner. So most likely what's going on is that there is some sort of larger, deeper muscle structural issue. Um, there's just an, a weakness somewhere that he can't feel. So his body, and I mean the fact that he's using the perfect push-up instead of straight, you know, that kind of thing, that to me tells me that he already knows that there's a problem because he's already feeling it if he's trying to do regular push-ups. And there's nothing wrong with perfect push-ups, but that also increases the likelihood of doing this, right, really, really tightly. Mm -hmm. um, where the issue may be further up the chain, um, which is something that if he weren't in New York, maybe maybe you could test <laughs> Yeah, the kinetic stuff, but hard to do that distance-wise when you can't feel somebody, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's like neurokinetic therapy, if you guys don't know this stuff, um, it's... It's a series of manual muscle tests where you can find a neural weakness in a muscle and where you get compensation. So say his, uh, his hands are tight, but really what's happening is that, say, his teres major is weak, causing an imbalance in the forearm musculature. So this is overreacting, this is underacting, and you have to reverse that. But I can't manually muscle test him because he's in New York. So there is that. I don't know how to do it online. I know people do. I am not at that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's a tough thing to diagnose sometimes, even when you're in person, especially if, you know, it, it's all of those are very common places to either compensate or have an issue. Um, and we'll see people all the time using our system who, like, their traps are really strong, but they're one of their teres, that's the, the upper armpit muscle here, um, one of their teres is great, the other is 
gone. Like, it cannot feel it, cannot use it. I was actually one of those people. Um, to start, Like, both of mine were bad, but one was way worse than the other. So, you know, you try to ask me to press something, which is like a push-up move. Is like bench and push-up are very similar. Um, they're not the same, but they're similar. <laughs> like, so when I started lifting and I didn't have... Um, I didn't have a lot of my deep core muscles to begin with, so that's a problem. Um, yes. I didn't have my teres, I didn't have my lats, I didn't have my pecs. I had no sensation in them. Not that I couldn't use them, but I had no ability to feel them in the movement. So, excuse me, for me, a bench for a long time was purely a bicep movement. So, like, of course I couldn't move anything. So now you take somebody <laughs> Yeah. So now you take somebody who hasn't been working out previously and they're doing an even more complex movement, which is a push-up, because then you have to have the ability to maintain that plank position. And especially if your legs are out and your knees aren't on the floor and you've got, say you've got any sort of imbalance in any of that chain, you're going to have a problem. And then you've got this motion, mm -hmm. the, the perfect push-up. Because at that point, you're hanging on for dear life, right? And you want to, you know, make sure that you feel something. So you're pushing yourself. But these are the only things that know how to work. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I'm looking at his form, and I was like, can you do a few push-ups? His form looked great. I mean, he had, he had pretty decent core strength for somebody who's like, I don't like the gut I'm getting. I'm like, oh, well, maybe he's got, nope, he sure doesn't. Nope, that looks really good, actually. I'm going, well... Okay, it could be whatever, and then <laughs> talking to you, I hadn't heard of, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, but I hadn't heard of the body not being able to feel something. It makes perfect sense, though. I have so many clients, zero idea about their bodies. They, they have yep. no clue where certain things are. If you say move your hips, mm -hmm. <laughs> they move their elbows, and right. their toes, and their knees, and they have no right. idea. It yeah. happened today. <laughs> <laughs> I told someone what I tell her to do. I think I told her to, like, squeeze your shoulder blades together, and she, like, bend her knees. I'm like, that's not what, no. <laughs> was, you know, it's just funny because, you know, we get into our, our spaces, and we get into our routines and our situations, and we, what I like to say is that as musicians, we get wrapped up in our head space when we're playing. We lose sensation of the rest of our body while we're playing mm -hmm. until um, something gets tight or sore mm -hmm. or something or gets injured or... You know, because, I mean, how many times have you been playing for, like, an hour, and you're just yeah. in the zone, and then suddenly you look up, it's been 45 minutes, and you're like, oh, oh okay, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we just, yeah. so maybe not so much headspace, but if you're not aware of yourself, that, traveling well, down the chain is something I hadn't thought of. Yeah, and you, you only have so much focus, too. I mean, your brain can only do so many tasks at once, and we're talking about you're reading music, you're listening to yourself, you're breathing, you're moving your fingers, you're phrasing. Like, that's why we work so hard as musicians, right, to um, task our subconscious with a lot of these processes. Like, I don't want to be thinking about my embouchure when I'm playing. I can't. You can't think about your embouchure when you're playing. You can't think about it. You, it has to be subconscious. Mm -hmm. But there's still only so many tasks you can do. And the right. other thing the body's really good at doing is normalizing discomfort and pain to the point where, I mean, I know I've had these experiences with um, you'll get a massage and you won't even know something was hurt and then you stand up and especially if it's like a deep tissue massage and you realize how much pain you've been in because of the amount of relief you're getting. Yes. And it's actually upsetting because you didn't know you were 
in that much pain on a regular basis. It just was normal. Like, right. oh, no, my knee feels fine, you know. <laughs> That's not a problem. It's, it used I, to bother me. I don't feel it anymore. You know? Heard that before. Heard it. And that's, that's, the body will do what it needs to do to survive. Body's not thinking like, oh, well, we're 100% safe. Like, the brain thinks we're safe because, you know, we have food, we have shelter, most of us. Um, we live in a pretty safe society in general. The body is still thinking like, hey, we're out in the bush, and there's gators and lions who are going to try to kill us, and we might not have food. So, like, no, you can't feel this knee pain if you need to run from a lion. <laughs> you know? I but hate it when that happens. Very good at adapting that. Um, very good at hiding stuff from us. Um, and I had something else to tangent with that that was tied in. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it's entirely even possible then that let's, let's just say, I'm not saying that this is what he has, but let's theoreticize. <laughs> That's a word, right? A theoretical guitarist with this problem, not this, but theoretical guitarist with this problem. Maybe he does have a really weak lap or teres. And, Very possible. There's no way we can tell that happening. Right. And maybe it is uncomfortable when he plays, but he can't feel it anymore. Or maybe it's manifesting as like, yeah, my hip gets stiff when I stand up after, you know, performance. It's it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, hip could be manifesting. Yeah, when you think of it that way. It's issue, you know? You just, you don't know what it is. <laughs> if you can't. The body's very good at compensating. Very good. And we all have compensations. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's not that compensations are a bad thing. And in fact, yeah. muscle imbalances aren't necessarily a bad thing either. Yeah. It's they cool. have their uses, mm-hmm. but it's when they're chronic and they cause dysfunction that they then they become an, uh, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you can't tell it's happening. Um, right. And this is where, you know, this is part of why I say that things like Alexander Technique and body mapping and then what we do, we're working toward the same thing. Yeah. You look at um, a lot of strength training mirrors the basics of bodybuilding in that you're building a mind-muscle connection. Um, that's You see the bodybuilding programs and people dive into them and burn out like, because you don't have the mind-muscle connection. That's what takes bodybuilders years. You have to build the ability to feel your muscles. In the same way, you've got Feldenkrais, dynamic integration, Alexander Technique, body mapping, all of those are building your awareness of your body too. That's the whole thing. They just tend to be more focused on skeletal structure and tendons and ligaments and positioning. But the muscles and the bones and the ligaments, everything supports itself. It's a full system. So if you can't feel a joint, it's the same as, 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 as hmm, not the same, it's as big of a problem as you can't feel your teres. Like... Most people don't know where their teres is, by the way. Most people... What it does, where it is. <laughs> right, and this is one of those indicators, too. Um, you know, shrugging. The, the shrugging, the, like your traps are compensating, or the even the ex- excessive pulling back, your um, external torque is what we call that, your strength lats versus your stability lats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all, all of those. Um, so I, I had a few other 
comments on that topic. Um, hopefully it doesn't seem too rambly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the, the first one is actually going back to how he sensed it in his hands and you saw it in his forearms. Um, there's, there's a tendency to when we get that manifesting of pain in one place to treat the area we can sense it. Um, and not check for the bigger imbalances. Um, it's easy to do. It's really easy to do, and it's actually part of our current medical system. Like, oh, you twisted your ankle. Let's rehab the ankle. Like, great. But what about your gait pattern now? What about your gait pattern? What about why did you twist your ankle? Was there a calf imbalance? Was there a hamstring problem? Like. Sometimes, I mean, things happen. You know, it's not like, oh, every... Well, you walked off curb. Not that kind you of know, twist. You know, but maybe there was a problem there, or maybe because you've been in a cast for, or braced for however long, now you have a problem. Stuff just needs to be checked in further back up the source, like we were talking about, and it's very tempting to not do that. Um, and that's probably one of the most dangerous approaches I see, is you know, like, oh, my hands hurt, so I'm going to start doing grip exercises and maybe you get forearms but you know mostly grip and wrist and like yeah but <laughs> is that actually the problem um yeah that's actually a reason why i'm why i have a hamstring tendinosis at the moment um i was trying to deal i'm going to see a physical i think i've talked about this before I'm going to see a physical therapist for a well, what had been diagnosed as chronic hip flexor tendinitis, they thought it had something to do with the psoas. Um, well, they just messed around with a psoas that might already have been weak, and they said my glutes were weak, and they just made things worse, and what happened was my hamstrings were involved in ways they shouldn't be, and um, so I've got some degeneration now in my hamstrings. Oh, goody. So... We were looking at the wrong problem, and what actually turns out is that gracilis has been super tight for like 17 years. That's, that's the main source of the problem, but it manifested pain way up here, not way, not, never had knee pain. Mm -hmm. It manifested up in my hip. Mm -hmm. And so then you think about all things attached to the hip, so I'm not going to claim to know exactly what was going on, right. um, but the fact that they didn't address that area, and when I said, hey, when I'm doing clams, I feel this in the ischial tuberosity, and they're like, well, you shouldn't. And I was like, you're right. I shouldn't. But I do. And he goes, huh. We'll do a few more. And I was like, no, I'm not doing any more. I mean, it's like there should yeah. not be pain here in that area. It should be, your job is to find another spot. So this is nothing yeah. against physical therapists. I'm going to see one right now to fix that issue. But, but if you're not looking outside the yeah. area of pain, you have to look at the chain. Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. around it? Mm-hmm. And that's how you know you're working with a good person is when they're like, okay, so if this doesn't feel right, then we've got something else going on. Like, right. You know, right. we know good pain and bad pain. If you don't, it takes time to learn, but it's not impossible. You know, most of us do. By the time we're adults, we pretty much do. <laughs> You'd be surprised, though. I have several clients with no idea. Everything just hurts. Well, what kind of an ouch is it? Oh, well, I guess it kind of feels tight. I mean, like, they got to think about it. They just say yeah. it hurts. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what do you mean hurts? Right. I think it's... hurt means, like, injury. Like, oh, no, shouldn't have done that. Went overboard. And they're just like, oh, they mean, like, sore. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it is something to be aware of. 
your terminology yeah. is really important when you're looking at this kind of thing. Yes. Be as specific as you can. That will help somebody else figure you out. Yes. Yes. Don't be vague. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know the difference if you can between soreness, discomfort, and the different kinds of pain. Stabbing, shooting, burning, like, important. <laughs> I have one client. She literally, everything always hurt. And um, literally. And, oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts so bad. I finally said, tell me everything always hurts on you. You agree with me. Tell me when it hurts differently. That's all I need to know. Otherwise, I'm going to ignore you. And I don't want to ignore it hurts, but if everything hurts, and you just mean, oh, I'm sore, I'm tight, I'm stiff, I don't need yeah. to hear it. <laughs> You're confusing me. <laughs> yeah, so, it, yeah. I digress. It's very difficult to help someone when you're not sure what the sensation is. Like, is this what we're... So, for instance, I was actually doing uh, Terry's polls last night with Cable, and by the end of my set, like, my Terry's were on fire. I mean, they were, like, lit up. <laughs> but... lit. <laughs> you know? But it was that sort of, like, they're working that kind of burn. And you only want, like, they're not sore today. So my goal was get them to work, make sure they're really working, get a good pump, stop. That's that sensation. It's yeah. not the burning sensation of muscles ripping apart. Like, those are two very different things. That's not how you get the gains. <laughs> <And> it's, like, <laughs> it's very difficult to help someone if you don't know what the sensation is. Like, do we, okay, you say it hurts and it's burning. Okay, is it a pump? Because I want you to be able to feel your terries. Yeah. And so if it's the pump burn, that's great. If it's like we're tearing something, we need to stop immediately and get you to the doctor. Like, you know? Right. <laughs> that's got to be the most frustrating thing. Thankfully, like this guitarist, thankfully, he was, he was pretty darn specific. And I think he had, he had a, a better clue than most. Yeah. But I like seeing. So quickly is great. You know? Do what? The fact that he reached out so quickly and didn't just sit with it is great. I mean, that's... Exactly, exactly. I mean, it shows that he's pretty aware and he's not... I mean, because he's, he's like, well, I'm just wondering, you know, are you going to tell me that this is it? And I'm just... Because he said some people were telling him, you're just going to have to get used to it. That's how it is. And I was like, no, well, I'm pretty sure no. something else is going on because yeah. uh, I don't ever have that problem. I don't right. know anybody else who has that problem. I don't think it's age-related. I don't think it's form-related. Your form looks... So yeah. there's got to be something take, else going on. All it would take is a lack of sensation in a particular muscle in that chain. And it's real. It's easier than people think to make something look right. Oh, yeah. Oh, so easy. So mm -hmm. easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. a lot of things look, and we're really good at doing it too because you imitate what you see as a child mm -hmm. and like chances are you walk like one of your parents oh good point. you imitate what you see so if he's got an image of a push-up in his head and he thinks it feels like one way while looking like another he's going to make it look like that but he could be using like his forearms to do the push-up which is not what we want especially for a guitarist no. Um, that makes and, sense. You know, and it doesn't mean that he has to use like only his lats and his forearms need to be relaxed. It's like, but those are support muscles in the same way that when you're sitting in a rehearsal for hours, like I don't want you to feel like, oh, I'm getting a good lat pump or a good Terry's pump. Like, <laughs> no, 
your resting strength level will go up as you build the structural muscles so that you don't have to work. It, it's the same thing as putting your embouchure position in your subconscious, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to hold an embouchure anymore. I can do no. it. I'm strong enough. Your, your core structural muscles, and not just the, like, belly core, but lats, teres, um, pecs. Pecs are a big one, too. Like neck. neck. All of the stuff. Structure. The core is everything that doesn't involve your appendages. Yes. Believe it or not. But connects to abs. ABZ abs. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, but that whole image, I just got this image of a clarinet player getting more and more swole by the end of the rehearsal. That would be something. Walk out there, man, I got the games today. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, like... You know, if I if I see anybody's lats getting pumped up in a rehearsal, I'm 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 gonna be yeah. worried about like <laughs> fluid retention or something. Like, what is going on? Do you need an ambulance? <laughs> Are you okay? Have you had water today? <laughs> I didn't mean to digress, but I couldn't I could not get that out of my head. <laughs> As, uh, it just it sounds funny if you've never thought of it that way before. At least it did to me, and it does to. Plenty of other musicians I know. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not talking about flexing for a two-hour rehearsal. I'm talking about I don't need to work to maintain this position anymore. Right, right. Certain things should be subconscious mm-hmm. or not unconscious. Yeah, subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like we said, the body is really good mm-hmm. at um, making up those compensations mm-hmm. and those muscle imbalances, and then making them work. Yeah. Until they don't. Right. So, yeah. you know, not, they're not always bad, but you you want to, especially in this guy's case, like, you know, you want to make sure that things up the chain are working the way they should so you can keep, you know, doing yeah. what you do. Yeah, because theoretically speaking, those push-ups should not be doing that to him. Like, it, it's... No, that's what I said. I don't, I don't think that that should manifest that way unless there's something else going on. But... And this is where, you know, okay, well, get checked out, make sure there's nothing else going on. Get medically checked. Um, make sure right, there's nothing right. going on that we can't address, especially legally, but also just like, I would hate to be the person who tried to work on somebody who had a tear I didn't know about. Yeah, and being online has some benefits distance-wise, but stuff like that, it makes me kind of go, well, let me, let me refer out. Mm-hmm. You know, let, mm-hmm. let me refer you to somebody in that area. And if I don't know somebody, I can tell you who to look for. Because I would say, hey, go look for one of these guys. There you um, go. <laughs> seriously. They, they can diagnose it, fix it, usually pretty darn quick. Like, it's almost immediate. If you do it right, it's immediate. Yeah. Now, sometimes it takes a little digging because, like we said, the body is really, really good at stuff. So you could have a bunch of compensations in a chain. So right. You fix and one, then you—it's like an onion. Yeah, that's you a know? that's a really important point. Is that when you start feeling your first gap, you're gonna find another. Yep. And another. And another. Like. <laughs> it's gonna take time, and that's okay. I mean, I've had so many clients be like, "Why is not we fix this one thing and this other thing comes up?" I'm like, "Well, you haven't just been dealing with this for a month. You've probably been dealing with blah 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 blah. I mean, you have to. You have to." peel away those layers well like we just said you walk like your parents 
one of your parents has an imbalance, you've got all of their imbalances most likely. <laughs> I'm envisioning my dad. I love my dad, but his feet walk like this. He walks step-footed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I have that one. <laughs> no, I walk like my mom, not my dad. I'm yeah. progressively working on that because we've had very similar, like, very similar issues. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. So it could be even, like, depending on which parent my mom walks like of hers, so which grandparent of mine. We're talking about potentially generations. Oh, sure. Patterning, you know, that you're yeah. trying to do in one lifetime. Like, it takes time. Yeah, um, for sure. And the other, the other thought I have about this that I feel is it needs to be said out loud so that people can hear it, um, sometimes including me. Like, okay, so I've been playing clarinet for, I, I honestly lost track. We're over 20 years. I, I can't remember. I think it's 25, but whatever. It doesn't matter. So I put that much time into every little detail of how I play. Right. Embouchure, air support, articulation, everything. Musicality, all the history. Isn't it kind of ridiculous then if it took me, even at the doctoral level, three years to overhaul my embouchure and airstream and voicing simultaneously? All three of those things were not working together how I wanted them to. Three years to overcome that. What sense would it make then if I have a lat imbalance that I've had my entire life that it would only take, you know, six months? It's a lifelong pursuit, and it's that honing of your craft. If you want to, like, for me, I want to play the absolute best I possibly can. So, okay, I'm not injured anymore. I haven't been injured for years, but I could play better if my lats were stronger. That's sure. a pursuit related to what we do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's true. It's like, you know, when you say that fitness is not a state, it's a pursuit. And it's not something you ever achieve. Not completely. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can be fit, but you can always be fitter. Yes. You can be good, but you can be better. Right. You, there's always, I mean, you don't reach a level of, okay, cool. I hit my blah, blah, blah fitness goals. Right. Um, yeah, but if you don't work to maintain it, they go right away. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, you can hit maintenance, which is where we all would strive to be for, you know, at least a while, but right. it takes time. It all takes yeah. time. And most, time people, we and most of the people who hit maintenance have done it long enough that they're now excited by the challenge of what could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it's, it's exciting when you, when you do something you never thought you could do. And you hit that goal, you're like, so I didn't think I could do this. But I could do this, and I didn't think I could, so what else could I possibly do? What else can I do? What else can I do? <laughs> and it's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> and then you it want is. to keep coming back. So. Very true. Very true. It will, it will take time. So be patient with yourself, especially when be you patient. find layers. And have fun. Find a way to make it fun. Like, and do something that's fun. You'll find something, I promise. For some people, it's burpees. I don't get that, but for some people, it's burpees. Not me. Mm-mm. For me, it's like, you know, heavy weights, especially sandbags and stones. <laughs> like, oh, there's a sandbag? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right. No, thanks. Not me either. Heavy things, yes. Yeah. Sandbags, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. 
It's a personality type, I think, in the same way that flutes and clarinets get along just fine, but we have very different personalities. There are deadlifters, there are stone people, there are people who do multiples, but you know, it's like doublers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they are a whole nother bag of people, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> Stereotypes exist for a reason. Oh gosh, have you ever seen the, I'm getting off track here, but have you seen the, the band meme? All the different types of players? They're cartoons. I've seen, I've seen like all the different players in a cartoon. Like, um, like tuba players always have footprints on their music. <laughs> and like, drummers don't have music. <laughs> Fuck players are like, I ironed it. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> so but I don't remember everything about it, but I just remember seeing the, the, the cartoons being like, I know someone, I know it, I know a person. Ah, this is true. Yep. <laughs> it's so yep. true. That's the type of personality it takes to excel. It does. It's, thing. it's, I don't know why it's true, but, and you'll get your oddballs who are like, wow, you are not what I expected. Yeah. But in general, that's the type of personality who likes a particular thing. You know, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't particularly fit into the perfectionistic flutist mold, but I am kind of type A about some stuff. So I cannot <laughs> deny that. <laughs> There's a level of that. I didn't, yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm a, I'm a fringe flute player. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. <laughs> not going to, I'm not going to iron my music, but. We just manifest it in different ways. That's how it happens. Just manifests in different ways. It's cool. It's so funny, though. It's true. I'll send it to you. I'll have to find it and send it to you. All right. <laughs> you are welcome. I don't know how we got, like, push-ups and forearm with guitar players to stereo- ban stereotypes, but there we go. Well, Thanks yeah, listen, that's guys. Nice. Well, usually we, you know, have gone off several times. So I think we did pretty good. <laughs> I think so. We we kept it we kept it to a, a minimum today. Yeah. Very proud of us. Yes. Ramble for three hours. <laughs> so I uh, hope this helped you guys. So that yeah. I means that was a thought. I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring this question to her and see what what she can tell me because she knows different things than I know, even though we're similar professions. Yeah. And I just learned a whole lot. So I hope that helps you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and if you've got any questions or comments or like, hey, does this tie in, anything like that, um, drop it in the comics, comics, <laughs> comments. <laughs> um, sorry, I was thinking about the, the band comments. Cartoon. <laughs> drop know, it right? in the comments, send us a message, whatever. Um, like, we've both got different opinions, so like, I think both of us would be happy to talk. <laughs> and I am happy to tell you if I don't know something, I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of things I don't know. I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I've been really bad at it for a while. So I really just want to fix everybody. There's a lot of things I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. But that's a sign of a mature professional. It's like, I don't know. No, let me get you to somebody who does. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't want to send you on a wild goose chase, but sometimes I don't know who that person is either, but I can at least give you some suggestions. Right. Right. <sighs> so, yes, yeah, thank you. But I, I agree with that. Someone who's okay with saying, I don't know, in a professional setting, <laughs> I know I would respect that. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the people who really are good at what they do, really are very good at what they do. I have found that they're the ones who are willing to say that. It's the ones who aren't sure of themselves they'll or who are maybe a little answer. less experienced. They'll come up with something, whether it's true or not. So, 
Yep, good point. Good point. Yep. The military is very good about that. You know, you better have an answer. Yeah. But that answer can also be, I don't know. There you go. But I will find out. That's one thing they'll tell you. Like, it, you can say, I don't know, but I'll find out is the correct answer. And that's respectable, too. So. Anyway, sorry. I didn't right. mean to be on a tangent there. My bad. That's fine. Let's, let's do some plugs. Let's, let's wrap it up. So. Let's do it. Um, you want to go first since you brought the problem today? <laughs> I did. I brought the problem. Oh, bring the clothes. So <laughs> you can find me, Angela McHouston, at musicstrong.com. No beautiful logo. You can find me on the socials at the Facebook at Music Strong. You can find me on the Instagrams at Music Strong Fitness. Um, YouTube, I finally figured out. I do have, I had a channel, and it's Music Strong Fitness. Um, it's... Some other company I hired once upon a time created it for me, and now it's got some videos, and it's not my main channel, and I don't know how to merge them. But I think if you Google Music Strong Fitness, you'll find that, and you might find me through that. <laughs> In any case, if you can't, just go to my website, musicstrong.com, click at the little icons up top, and I've got all kinds of stuff. There you go. I'm on the Twitter, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't tweet much, so... You know, that's, I am not on the Twitter. <laughs> I remember to look once every like three months. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> um, you can find me at um, tunedandtonedperformance.com. That's tuned with a D and toned with a D. Um, Instagram and Facebook are both at tunedandtonedperformance. Uh, YouTube, Google tuned and toned performance. I come right up. Um, and we've also got a shared playlist now for the uh, music, call it Music Strong podcast. So I just want to call it all sorts of things. Uh, <laughs> the Tuned and Strong podcast that we're doing here. Um, if you find one of us, you will link to each other's videos with this. So that's another way that you can kind of route from one to the other if you'd like. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I got for today, unless we've got something else to plug, but I don't think so. Nope. All right. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll be back hopefully soon with something else. <laughs> <laughs>